sit back and get ready to have the most fun you ever had with an electronic device. Tom Carvel. Maybe I need to dress as Cookie Puss next week. We got uh, Eli Manning cakes. It's Budgie the Whale with Eli Manning's face. <laughs> Eli the Whale. Eli the Whale. Cookie O Eli. Yeah, I don't think I might have Eli Manning as a cake. It would just be very vanilla and kind of blobby. All right, folks, welcome out to the Logger Room. It is Wednesday, October 7th, 2020. Jersey Johnny coming at you with me, as always, are Harry Lugnuts and Radio Pete. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hi, everybody. Oh, you, we didn't do three weeks in a row. Uh, Radio Pete, say hi, Radio Pete. Hi, Radio Pete. There we go. Three weeks in a row. We got to keep the record intact. Got to keep the record intact. All right. Uh, Speaking of records, uh, (laughs) uh, some of us uh, blew our picks last week, and some of us didn't. So um, we'll uh, we'll visit that later in the show. Uh, Right now, let's get to some football, some local New York area football. Anyway, how bad are the Giants and Jets? Not uh, as bad that, as the Knicks, but bad. Is that rhetorical? I, I, I think that is a rhetorical statement at this point. I don't think any answer needs to be given for that question. It's a negative number. If you had to give them a number, it would be a negative number. I don't know exactly which one, but uh, there would be a little minus sign in front of it. It's crazy. It's, re- it's ridiculous how horrible they are. Yes. They, uh, they did. Uh, this is, uh, I said last week, uh, that last week they were 0-3. And I said there were only two other times in history that the Jets and the Giants have been both been 0 and 3 at the same time, uh, and that was uh, 1976 and in 1996. Well, there's only one other time in history that they have been 0 and 4 at the same time, and that was in 1976. That was the only other time. Uh, in 1996, uh, the Giants won their fourth game, and I'll give you two guesses who they played in their fourth game. St. Peter's. Uh, Rutgers, no. The Jets. The, the Jets. Jets. So, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. I, so, yeah. So I, they, I should uh, have said that sooner. I knew it. I didn't want to admit it. You didn't want to admit it, yeah. So, yeah, they uh, the Giants beat the Jets so the, in 96. So that was why they didn't go 0-4. If they were playing, uh, then if I recall, they went 5-11 and that season. And that was Dan Reeves' last season as well. Um, so, yeah. It was, so zero uh, and eight is like the uh, the locusts. Zero and eight is every like twenty four years, or, or what, what? How many? How many? What 40, was it? Seventy six. Seventy six. Forty four years. All right. Yeah. So every forty. So, nah, twenty four. Every forty four years, uh, the zero and eight Jets and Giants, and they don't play each other this year. But, but, but what's the difference between zero and sixteen and four and twelve? You know, it's just four games. Yeah. Well, I. Yeah. <laughs> it, the difference is we don't have Joe Burrow. And if we win four games, we're, we're not going to have Trevor Lawrence. So that that's the difference. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah well, yeah. well you, you can go out uh, and eat wearing a hat or a jersey if you're 4-12. and 12. If yeah, you're 0-16, they you stay in the deny, i got to deny any association with that team for a good five or six months. At least. At least until, at least until um, <laughs> minicamp of the following year. You have no problem with it. I've seen both of you wear Mets stuff out all the time. That's different. That's different. That's because we're uh, masochists. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're masochists. You're not complete. Uh, yeah. All right. So they're both bad. And uh... next, I don't know. I, I mean, the Giants are without their best offensive player. The Jets 
I don't even know who their best offensive player is. At this point, their best offensive player is Sam Darnold, and technically they're out of him too. So First half, he had a good first half. He did have a good first half, but I don't think he should have come back in. With that, with that uh, sprained AC joint, I don't think uh, Knuckle Nuts should have let him back in the game. You know, I mean, sit out. What, what are we doing at that point? Seriously. I mean, Joe Flacco isn't, you know, it's not like he's uh, Joe Schmo that, uh, you know, they picked up uh, begging groceries at Walmart two days before and threw him in the uh, backup quarterback role. I mean, he can, he can handle his own, you would hope, anyway, at that point. He's a Super Bowl MVP yeah. from seven years ago. He can't, he can't hold his own. Um, why, why risk uh, anything, you know, it, that game was what it, whatever it was. I mean, they should have, uh, I personally think they should have just uh, not had him come back in. And he, he does it all the time, too. He put Le'Veon Bell that was injured, and he put him back in the game. And uh, Does he know what he's doing, no. Adam Gase? Seriously. Well, I think any that there's a, probably a, a desire. Obviously, there's a desire to win games. Uh, he may feel like he's coaching for his job, and there's a lot of people that feel that way. Yeah. Uh, certainly not getting fired after this latest debacle, to me, would lend some credence to the theory that he's going to be around this season. But still, you want to put your best effort out there. However, if you're going to get the kid hurt, yeah. uh, that's not going to, you know, that's yeah. that's going to make it harder to win any games and save your job, especially if your franchise quarterback goes down because you're putting him out after take uh, putting him in the game again after right. a hit like that. It's just, just dumb. But we would never be saying that 10, 15 years ago. No, 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 nobody ever said, you know, I saw, I saw, I saw Terry Bradshaw limping at halftime. I don't know if he should come back in the second half. Well, that's because he wouldn't stay out. Right. Right. Bradshaw, I can't hear what you're saying. And he would go back that's out. That's the difference. Right. That's exactly the difference. Right back. And, you know, it's like, you know, let's, let's time load management. Come on. It's either you're going to get hurt and you're resilient and you can come back or you, or you can't. So it's, it's uh. Well, I mean, to, to, to sum it all up, the Giants, uh, you know, the, the defense seemed like they had a good game against the Rams. Uh, I personally, as if you were watching the Facebook Live video, uh, I personally uh, think that it was the Rams playing down to the Giants uh, to, you know, for them to go out and beat the teams they beat the way they beat them uh, and, and, and hang in there and play against the Bills the way they did. And, and, and you know, I feel if you listened to the podcast last week, uh, the the, the Rams won that game. The Bills didn't win. The, the, the Bills got a gift in that flag at the end of the game. But 6-1, it doesn't any other. The, the Rams, the, the, there should have been no way they only scored 17 points that game. You know, uh, I, I, don't, uh, I don't think that there was any doubt that they were playing down to the Giants. Uh, do you? Yeah, you and, and you've got to – look, that's the – I think they gave up 17 to the Steelers too, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, if you give up 17 points, you should, you know – and and they I get you could say okay they had a shot to either tie or win or whatever you should be winning games if you're giving up 17 points in today's NFL to, absolutely yeah, absolutely to good teams like that and that's got to be whether you think they were playing down the Rams had a bad game whatever you got to be concerned about the Giants' inability to get into the end zone yeah their offense scares me I, I do think if you're looking at it seasonally so far. Uh, their defense, you have to say they're better than they were last year. Yeah, That's not I mean, saying a lot, but they are better. Uh, if you take the Jets' offense from last week and the Giants' defense, we might be able to beat Washington on a... On an off day. On an off day. 
<laughs> on, a, on a day where they're half their team oversleeps. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I, I don't I don't have any doubt that that would be the case. But they definitely the defense is definitely looking a little bit better. They're on the right track. Let's just put it that way. I don't think there's anything other than that you can say at this point. But I think they're on the right track. But the the offense is just a shambles. I mean this uh, this this offensive line has gotten worse and worse and worse. No matter what they try to do to it, uh, you know, no matter what Gettleman tries to do to it with his hog mollies and everything else, it's getting worse than it was the year before every year. Their offense is horrible, and the Giants' offense is so bad that they're the only team in the NFL now with a backup punter. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You probably do. Yeah, uh, you because know, you can only use your leg so many times that exactly. you need to call yeah. somebody else in. He's getting forty percent of the snaps in practice. The right? the, the the punter for uh, the punter for Green Bay the other night, I think. Uh, he punted like for the fourth time the entire season yeah. the other night. Four times in four weeks. <laughs> the Giants punt on third down now just to get their defense back out on the field. Well, look, uh, if, if the Giants can't score against the Cowboys, then I mean, because well, although you know what, I, I don't, I, I'm a Cowboys fan. I find it hard to believe that their defense is really just this bad. I don't know. There have been some theories I heard about they're thinking too much, or you know this. And that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No Cowboys. I seriously doubt that. Well, in other in other words, the theory was yeah, it sounds ridiculous now that I said it out loud. The theory was <laughs> that they're they're uh, the, the system is is maybe a little bit more complex, and they should just be allowed to play and be athletes and stop worrying about everything. I don't know. It sounds ridiculous now, like I said, that I say it out loud. But uh, maybe this is the week that they kind of snap. Uh, back towards uh, being a little bit of a better team. But you would think if the Giants have a chance to put some points on the board, other than through the uprights, uh, this would be the week against what has so far been a terrible Cowboys D. You would think. Oh. You would think. Yeah. Um, uh, you know what? And I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, we'll, we'll discuss that in the picks section, but I don't, uh, I don't see that happening. I don't know what's going on with this offense. Um, did was there a ruling on the Golden Tate uh, issue with uh, uh, with his uh, I don't know uh, his former baby mama's brother? Uh, I haven't, fight he got I haven't heard anything from the NFL. I couldn't find my TMZ app, so I uh, you know I don't know the latest news. Well, the oh. team said they're not doing anything, right? Yeah, no, they're not doing so anything. they're they've got us back, and I haven't heard anything from the NFL. I haven't heard anything. I, 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 it was, I, the, the the way the, the the tweets were going the other day, of course, that was all you know Adam Schefter and, and everybody else that you know they, what do they tweet every thirty seconds? Um, they uh, it, it it sounded like there was there was probably going to be something that came down from the NFL, but at this point, I don't think there's going to be. If it hasn't, if it hasn't come down by now, it's not going to. It's not going to. Yeah. So the NFL is usually pretty quick with that stuff. Nick Gates started a fight with Aaron Donald. Did you see that too at the in the, in the game too? I don't think I, I don't think anybody should start a fight with that. I, um, what is he thinking? Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe uh, Reggie he was White. Like poking him in the face. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe, maybe he's trying to get them both thrown out. Uh, who the hell knows? Oh, <laughs> uh, but uh, that, that was after the game too, I believe. Both of yeah. them were. I think. If you're gonna oh, do that, do that early in the in the first quarter and get the guy thrown out of the game. Yeah, yeah second, right. third play of the the game. Oh, yeah. All right, so they're terrible. Um, Jets are terrible, and, and I mean, what do we need to say about the Jets? Is there anything different right now than a week ago? No, no, no. everything. They're just, they're, they're just they have another loss. That's the only thing that's different. They have another loss. They're and Darnold's out for a couple games. Darnold, Darnold, I thought had moments where, the, and I thought the offense in general looked fairly good there for 
stretches of that game. But when, for some reason, in the second half, they just forget what they've done. Yeah. But yeah, I, I it's don't... a familiar refrain. Yeah, exactly. A tale, a tale of two halves. I mean, it always is with the Giants and the Jets. It's a tale of two halves. And, I mean, it, it really hasn't been that way for the Giants lately. But for the Jets last Thursday night was definitely that. Uh, you know, they looked they looked a decent team in the beginning of the game, and, and that was it. I mean, yeah, And let's give the Broncos a little bit of credit. I mean, they, they played a really good second half of football. And Mark Rippon's nephew seems to be good. I mean, he seems to be the real deal. I mean, they have, they have, I feel like they've have 12 backup quarterbacks what's the what's the take on uh on uh, young ripping uh, out in uh in denver there well they won so you know out here it's just uh, being a quarterback in denver is like being the lead singer of the beatles like you just you can't win no matter what even if you win a super bowl it's just and, and everybody who's... gets compared to elway and uh, that's it. And Elway's Elway's the king. Elway's the the measuring stick. And where does Peyton Manning fit into all of this? Well, he's right. He's right behind him. But they've had a lot of quarterback. Yeah. Where does Craig Morton fit into that? Craig Morton. Well, on my list, he's he's you know he's he's definitely he, he's ahead of Tim Tebow. He's ahead of Tim Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean. Uh, Broncos are another team that just win have been winning just enough games that they yeah. just haven't been able to get that really top draft pick and they've got some key players hurt Wilson now he's probably on the tail end of his career they're just going through a transition period they're, they were so good for so long and uh, they they just their identity is very, they don't have an identity right now that's the problem yeah. with Broncos yeah yeah well they got the Patriots this week so this will yeah. be a little perhaps a well maybe a little bit maybe yeah yeah. Maybe, but uh, assuming the, they're going to play at some point, a little bit more of a test for a young Mister Rippin, perhaps. Right. Yeah, I think it'll definitely be a test. But uh, Newton's still out, so it, it, he's not, they're not going to have that. I mean, that. Oh, is he out? I, thought, have he, that I test, thought he was so. cleared. No. Newton, is he cleared? No, he can't. It's a two week. I thought it was a two or three week minimum uh, for the COVID protocol. I thought it was ten days, but who knows? I think. Oh, well, maybe. I think. Uh, or, you know, I don't know, but I know. Uh, I think basketball was was at least ten days. So it wouldn't surprise me that if, if that's kind of the minimum test, you can get away with, and I think they what, have to test negative three times. Is that what? Is that right? Am I am I remembering that correctly? They have, I don't to, know. Test, they have sure. to test negative three times. You know? We're going down a rabbit hole that. Yeah, it's no one cares. <laughs> no one knows the answer, <laughs> yeah. and who, no who one does? cares. Who cares? <laughs> really? Uh, All right, so they're both bad. They're both bad. Enough they're said. both bad. Um, a couple of good teams uh, from this last week, though. Uh, you know, let's talk about the Monday night games. I mean, we had. We had uh, the Packers and the uh, we had the Packers and the Falcons, and we also had a, a bonus Monday night game because of uh, because of the COVID positive tests on both teams. We had the Chiefs and the Patriots as well. Uh, so a little bonus football on Monday night. Let's start with the Chiefs and the Patriots. I mean, you know, what can you say about Patrick Mahomes and and that team? It's just it's just amazing what they're able to do. But they should have blown out the Patriots without Cam Newton. They should have. They should have. They and should have, and, but... I, and I, the, what I took away from that game is that the Chiefs are really good, but they're beatable. On on a certain nights, they're beatable. Uh, and the well, other thing I took away from that is that you cannot ever underestimate Bill Belichick's talent at using what he has and un- understanding the other team because the, the, the Patriots' defense kept them in that game, the backup quarterback, and they had a chance to win it. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll say exactly that. I mean, I'm going to give that to Bill Belichick and his defensive prowess. Um, you know, it, it's not like the Patriots' defense is is a bunch of pushovers, 
but uh, you know, I, I I don't think you know clearly didn't have enough to beat the the Chiefs. I mean, what was this final score twenty six to ten? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I thought it would have been more like thirty six or, or yeah, it was close than that because they it scored was close a touchdown to because garbage of one. time. So yeah, yeah, the the garbage time and then the uh, um and the pick too. Yeah, uh, right. So. Um, but but yeah, still the Chiefs are an amazing team, and and I the the, the Pats though, I mean they they did play better than I thought they would. Um, they're always going to be there. I mean, the thing with Kansas City that should scare the Dickens out of the entire league is that their defense is markedly better than it was last year right and uh they don't have to necessarily get into these you know 42 to 38 shootouts because mm-hmm. of their defense uh they they look they you have to also remember they were coming off a big game uh against baltimore it was uh, obviously oh. hyped up pretty well they're Huge. still there's kansas city still the team to beat yeah by far yeah they're they're king of the hill and everybody who plays them is taking their absolute best shot. And, and that's they, hard. Right. You know, everyone wants to beat them. They are the team to beat. And, you know, just think, would this, how much different would this game have been with Cam Newton under center? Right. Yeah. You know, it would have been another been... weapon for the Patriots. Yeah. It would have been a different game. And, again, you know, as as close as it was there until late, uh, the, you know, Pats might have put some more points on the board. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you – that – that could be the AFC Championship game if, they, if if things fall the right way. You never know. It it could very well be the AFC. Championship you know, if Baltimore game. somehow gets knocked off early. You know, you just don't know. You don't. You know, I mean, what they Baltimore got knocked off and was the AFC Championship was the Chiefs and the Titans last year. So, you know, um, and I, success I, I, is hard to duplicate year after year. It is in the it NFL is. more so probably than any other league, any other pro league. I mean, the the Pats have gone to back to back to back Super Bowls recently, but the last team they were the last team to win back to back Super Bowls, but that was six, sixteen and seventeen years ago. Yeah, you know, yeah, so. it's it's really hard, and, to, that, and that was a little different team, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I I, I still think if if any team has a chance to 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 win in the consecutive Super Bowls, it's this Chiefs team because they're just they're get they're getting better and. Mahomes is is at the prime right now in his career, and their defense looks a lot better than it has in years past. So yeah, it does definitely. They've got a lot of speed on that team on both sides of the ball, and I'll tell you what, Andy Reid is one of those guys who has adapted to this new game better than most old school coaches, and he he, he knows how to put together a game plan. He does. He definitely does. Until well, somebody beats him, they're the team to beat. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. And 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 I wouldn't. I mean, if I had to put money on it right now, uh, you know, I'd say. I mean, clearly, it's obviously anybody's game. But if I had to put money on it right now, I'd say the. Uh, it, you know, it's the Chiefs Packers. Uh, that would be my call for the Super Bowl right now. Um, and that brings us to the other Monday night game. What is Aaron Rodgers taking as far as you know? What is he eating? I should say. What is Aaron Rodgers eating for breakfast uh, these days? Because he looks like he's eight years younger. I uh, think minimum. he's having a big bowl of in your face. I think so. Every so. every morning. He's finally getting used to the new offense too. I mean, it, it, last year was kind of a trial by fire and I think it's starting to click. And minus the injuries that he had this past week, he's got a lot more talent around him than he has in the past couple of years. They're they're second and third stringers on offense. I mean, their weapons yeah. they're, they're, they've got a balanced attack. Yeah. The the thing with the Packers that I I don't think they're as good as Seattle because I just don't think their defense is going to 
Green Bay has played, they have not played the toughest schedule so far. They and uh, they look good, but I still think Seattle's a better team overall. And when it I comes think down Seattle's to playoff football, I'll take the team with the better defense any day. I, I, I think Seattle's right up there. But then I, I look at the Seattle, the, the, the Miami game this past weekend. Right. And, and what? They should have blown them away. I don't care that they were in Miami. They should have, they, that, that score should have been 50 to 3. Right. And if there's one thing you know that Seattle's capable of, is it's having games where they just can't put the ball in the end zone. Yeah. So, but we'll, we'll see. It's, it's, a, it's still the beginning. It's, it's too early to tell. But yeah, the, the, that, those are the two favorites. And I still stick by, I think it's Baltimore and Kansas City in the AFC. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, see, I'll go Baltimore, Kansas City, and, uh, you know, nod to the Pats. We'll see what happens. And, uh, Buffalo's going to be right there too, so who the hell knows? But yeah, I'd say Baltimore, Kansas City, and and Packers, uh, Seahawks, and I, I said that last week and the week before too. Those are those are still my my four picks for the final four. Uh, yeah, we haven't had any place. major upsets yet in that, no. when it comes right. to those teams. Yeah, yeah and, and if you're a Seahawks fan, and uh, what you just said about you know they, they have games where they just can't seem to get in the end zone. If you're going to do that, you want to do it against the Dolphins. Right, yeah. you know that, that's yeah. a good time to have a game like that. This is also uh, the same then, the same Dolphin team that somehow every year manages to beat you know, the Patriots once, you know. Or it, right. it, it, you just Miami's not that bad. Let's be honest about it; they're not that bad. But yeah, they yeah. probably have a more you know, for for uh, a not good team. They probably have more potential to be good on any given week. Than you would give uh, to a lot of other teams that you go, ah, well, they're not going to win anything. They're not really going to go anywhere, but uh, they do have the ability. I mean, they, you know, you can say that about any team, but maybe a little bit more so with the Dolphins. Yeah, I agree. I think that's exactly the, the good point. Well, we will, we will see. Uh, we will see how this all shakes out. Um, oh, sh- uh, should we talk about uh, the Eagles? <laughs> yeah. To me, you know that's what? to me that's the game that uh, kind of makes you scratch your head. I mean. Well, I, Let's go to Sunday night. Let's go to Sunday night. Um, the Eagles 49ers. I mean, this was a slam dunk, right? 49ers were like, I mean, after what they did, granted, they only did it to the Giants and the Jets in East Rutherford. But um, I, they, they were, the way the Eagles were, have been playing, I mean, the 49ers were winning, right? Right? Weren't they winning? Yeah, even with those injuries, why yeah. not? I mean, the Eagles certainly were not showing themselves to be very good or they weren't playing very well you could no. you know i think you could make the argument well they are a better team than either the jets or the giants coming sure. out of the gate right and a lot of things certainly were expected of them they haven't lived up to those expectations necessarily and the 49ers were injured and you're right they beat up on a couple of lousy new york teams so maybe they weren't necessarily tested in those games but i certainly wasn't expecting that eagles team to show up and uh, and beat the 49ers, even with the injuries. No. You know, against the, when the 49ers play a decent team, they've only put up 20 points in two games. Take away the Giants and the Jets. They scored 20 against the Cardinals and lost. They scored 20 against the Eagles and lost. So, you know, last year they would have won those games with their defense. They would have won 20-19. Yeah. Uh, so with half the team injured... They're not that good. Yeah. Good against lousy teams, but not that good. But then yeah. again, you, you, what is the switch that was flipped in, for the Eagles? I think the, the flip was they finally got the ball in the end zone uh, towards the end of the game. And, and yeah. two, just like, as you just mentioned, the 49ers just are 
don't have anybody. They're, you know, they're top, you can argue their top three players are out. So they're just depleted. If the 49ers can get healthy and if they can get these guys back, then I still think they're, I think they win that game. But uh, I also think it, it, it shows you that the Eagles, they're better than what they've played so far this year. Um, you know, the, the NFC East is just miserable. But the Eagles could very easily come out winning the, the division. I thought the Cowboys were a sure shot, but I'm after last week, you don't know. <laughs> you could see the winner of the NFC. This is finally the year where the winner of the NFC could be a you know a six or seven. Could be a six and ten team. Yep, uh, absolutely. And, and who I mean, are they gonna? You know, at that point, who are they gonna bump out of the playoffs? Yeah, exactly. You know yeah. that that that's gonna if that goes down. That's going to be a real uh, travesty, unless unless of course it's the Cowboys, in which case uh, it's the way things are, as far as I'm concerned. Right. I still think the Cowboys are the best team in that division, which isn't saying much. But yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if the. I mean, look, they get to play. <laughs> they all get to play the Giants twice. So yeah. It's it's the I, I think I think you'll see the Eagles win. Continue to win a few of these games. So, so who who can keep their head above the muck? Exactly. In the uh, NFC one, East. one, two, and one after week four is the is the leader of the division. I mean, right now, right now, the out of the eight divisions in between the two conferences, uh, you know, the uh, the NFC East is the bottom of the barrel. Their their winning percentages is two nineteen. Uh, you know, thank God for ties. They're yeah, two nineteen. They're all the way down. That it's, could it's, be the deciding factor for the division. That tie could Crown be the deciding factor the for the Bengals too. You know, well, there's but, one game you didn't lose, and so congratulations, you win the division. Right, exactly. <laughs> and the, ironically, the best, uh, the best division in all of football is the AFC North, uh, with a winning percentage of seven hundred, and uh, and you know that that winning percentage includes. Uh, uh, Cincinnati's tie. So, you know, uh, I'm telling you, Cincinnati is they're they're going to exceed everybody's expectations this year. They're going to win some games that nobody's going to count them to win. I there's something that that team's playing. They're playing pretty good ball. They should have won a couple other games early on. They should have won that game that they tied with the Eagles, and they should have you know won against Cleveland. So they should have been Cleveland. They should be two and two right now. Yeah, and this probably. Uh, I mean, Burrow looks like the real deal, and obviously he's going to make his rookie mistakes, but right. it's pretty obvious there's talent there. And, you know, just maybe a feeling of hope, you know, just on the part of the team and on the part of their fans. Just may, we got a shot at doing something here, whether yeah. it's winning anything or not. At least, you know, we got they have a shot at not being the Bengals. Right. right. The, other, the other thing that they're able to do is their defense is better than it has been in years, and their offense is able to have drives. They're able to control the ball and I think that's a big thing but you know especially with the teams that they play if they can keep the, the ball in other team's hands even if they're not scoring it then at least they're not putting all that pressure on their defense which they have so much in the last couple of years but that's right. way too, that's way too much talk about the Bengals and Eagles way too much well, no, <laughs> who well, else is, who else has given the Bengals and the Eagles the time that they deserve uh, besides you, the this time podcast deserve. nobody <laughs> nobody uh, you know, to expand upon that, I mean, it, it, the the top four divisions are both both Norths and both Wests. 
the, so nor, North America, no, Northern America, and Western America uh, is the is producing the best football uh, right now. When the uh, as opposed to the East and the South, it's been that way for a long time. But the 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 NFC the NFC South is the second to last uh, division right now, and their winning percentage is four thirty eight. So they're more than double. In fact, no, I'm not saying more than double. They're exactly double better <laughs> their winning percentage uh, <laughs> than than the <laughs> NFC East. It's Oh my God! It's horrible. So the, the NFC West is the best division in football, without a doubt. Yeah, the NFC West isn't too far behind the AFC North. Uh, they're by like point point oh. But what I mean is, if you look at it beyond beyond the percentages, yeah, no, uh, the the NFC West. Uh, you know what? Uh, it is. It is. They they're they're both right there though. But although we, the, the Steelers are better this year, the Ravens are the Ravens, and the Browns and Bengals are both really improved so yeah 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 and and who knows what's happening i mean who knows what's happening with san francisco you know with all these injuries going forward and and will the real arizona stand up you know yeah I mean, who knows who they are or or have they already or have the, they, the past have couple they weeks just, yeah exactly were they playing so, above their head uh, the first i think they're i think they're still a 500 maybe one game above 500 football team because i think at the end of the day the, the Rams, I don't think the people are giving the Rams enough credit, and I think the Seahawks are, they got to play the Seahawks twice. So yeah. It's, uh, yeah, and and I mean, we'll, 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 well, we'll find out. I mean, who, who do the Cardinals play this weekend? Uh, Cardinals are playing the Jets this week. Oh, the Cardinals are playing the Jets. So the, the and, and look, the Cardinals won a couple games, and uh, and Kyler Murray has you know, looked very impressive in those games. And the media, and I guess we're included in that, although we weren't really... Uh, on the air at that time, but you know, there's a lot of people who hype. Anything good happens. Two good weeks, and it's a hype, and it's hype, and it's hype. Right. And that kind of filters down, you know, into the zeitgeist. And then we go, oh, the Cardinals, are pretty good. Hey, it could be a playoffs. You know, we're 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 so out of it with with uh, COVID and sports, and we're so happy to have them back. With any good news, any good story, uh, we just want to grab onto it. And you want you want teams like that to have the if there's any year where a team like that is going to have it you know it's it's this year. Look, you got the Seattle and, and Green Bay are both at four and zero, but after that you got the Rams at three and one and the Bears at three and one in the NFC and the Bucks at three and one. You know, yeah. I'll tell you what, yeah, Tom Brady didn't get off to a good start, but the Bucks look pretty darn good. Yeah, he didn't get off to a good start the first game, but yeah. you know he was also playing, uh, you know, uh, Drew Brees in New Orleans. Right. So, and I, but, I think New Orleans is, I, I think they're headed downhill. Yeah, they're better than the record, but they're on the way down. I don't think the Bears maintain this too long. So I think the top three teams in the NFC coming out of this might be the, the, the Seahawks, the Packers, and the Bucks. It could very well be. It could very well be. I mean, as far as the as far as the Cardinals go, I mean, right out of the gate, like you said, Pete, uh, the uh, uh, look! Look who they beat in in game one. You know, I mean, they, they just they, they just uh, handled uh, mightily the the Forty ers You know, right. coming fresh off a Super Bowl. Granted, they lost, but you know, still fresh off a Super Bowl, and and the Cardinals beat them straight out of the gate. So you know that I think that had a little bit to do with the hype as far as that goes. Maybe not so much winning game two, but but still, uh, yeah. Things will start to shake out like they always do over the next few weeks, and we'll see what's going on. But I think uh, I think Mr. Mr. Lugnuts is correct in saying that the elite of the NFC, uh, obviously Packers and Seahawks, because we keep saying that. But I would put the Bucks in in the third place. I would, um, 
They, no, I, I throw the Rams in there too, but I think the Bucks probably edge out the Rams if they played head to head today. And the other thing is, you know, we could make all the speculation and then look at past records and the history of the past couple of years and all that. Did we really know for sure what was going to go on coming out of the you know lack of a preseason and all that? There, you know, you had to think, well, this is what this team should do, but nobody was hitting. There was no preseason games, so all these things were kind of a question mark. And, you know, I think it's going to be another two, three weeks, maybe to, you know, mid-season before we really get a full shakedown and start to see what teams, where they really are, who really is good and who's a pretender, who really is lousy and, you know, who had a couple of bad games because they, they couldn't get out of the gate or they got a new coach or they've got a new, uh, you know, a position player or a quarterback or whatever. So it's, it's t- I, don't, I don't, we could see signs of, teams that are really good and teams that are really bad but I think we're still going to see some of those in-between teams moving one way or the other because yeah. it's such an odd situation to be in yeah well, I, mean, I think injuries and absentees from positive COVID testings are still going to have a big impact on this season yeah yeah they're definitely yeah, that's well. a good I mean, point a lot of a lot of injuries you know more, more so this year than in years past uh injuries are always an issue obviously but uh, more so seems to be anyway, more so this year. And then, then you get the co- positive COVID testing. And I'll tell you what, the NFL would be smart once they get closer to the playoffs to put these guys in a bubble like the NBA yeah. did. Yeah. I mean, Adam, cool. you got to give Adam Silver some credit. He's, he's, he's done a hell of a job. I mean, yeah. the NBA's done it right. I mean, God forbid something happens here before the last game of the season. Right. But um, they, they've done a pretty good job. Yeah, the, the NBA and the NHL, did a great job, and look, baseball had their issues too. A couple of teams had some issues, but but overall, but they managed to get through it. And of course, it's you know football's a football's the big one, right? With all the contact right. and all of well, that, it was just, if somebody's got it, it's going to spread. Are bigger and yeah, right. So right. that is the real test. All right, that brings us let, let's uh, let's wrap football up. That brings us to uh, let, let's talk about baseball playoffs. Did you see that? You know, I'll I'll, I'll bring up Yankees uh, just for a second. Um, is that is that a home run that Stanton hit last night still going? I know they lost, but the the ball he hit is it still is it still climbing out of the uh, stadium down there? Could be for what they paid him, you know, it, 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 yeah, it should have circulated the world and uh, spun it backwards. Exactly. No, I mean he's finally hitting. He hit a fastball right down the pike in his wheelhouse. Uh, the Yankees pitching is going to be their Achilles heel, and Aaron Boone starting a rookie. It Hap, Hap didn't their bullpen is not they have one pitcher who's somewhat reliable who might be one of the top three four pitchers in the league. This isn't going to get them through a five game series against no. the Rays. And I said this last week, and I'll say it again: um, they they're not they have a hard time beating the Rays because once the in years past, if the Yankees could get to your bullpen, they could win. The Rays bullpen is probably the best bullpen in baseball, and Unless the Yankees can really get to their starting pitchers and run up a, you know, score nine runs, uh, this is going to be a long, tough series for them. And yes. the Astros are showing who they are. The Dodgers are showing who they are. Uh, I'm, I, I, look, I, I want nothing more than for the Yankees to beat the Rays, and I think they should in a lot of ways now that they're healthy. But pitching wins you championships, and the Yankees do not have championship pitching. No, they don't. 
They don't. You know what? I mean, maybe they maybe they squeak by. You think they squeak by the race, or you, you think uh, you think that's it? I mean, right now it's it's the bottom of the third. Right now, as we record this podcast, it's the bottom of the third, and it's tied one-one. I think whoever wins this game wins the series. Well, I mean, they got they only got to win one more. Whoever wins this game, right? And they got three games to do it. Uh, two games to do it. Yeah, I heard uh, somebody. Uh, I heard somebody say uh, that the 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 Yankees' offense was the problem with with the loss yesterday, and I just thought. What they they didn't score, you know, twelve runs, and that was you know, yeah, that was that right, right. That was the problem. No, it was it was the pitching. No, it was the pitching. They gave I mean, up Brady a lot of start, runs. Who, if, if, if the other team doesn't score, they can't win. Right. Yeah. Right. And the and the I mean to 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 bring a rookie in as an opener of all things. Well. Yeah, let me let me ask you guys about that. Sorry to interrupt you, but because I also heard somebody say, "Oh, this has been going on for a long time, and teams do this all the time." I was never aware of that. To me, this is a little league move yeah. to bring in somebody for what you know. Oh, we're gonna fool the other team into putting in all their lefties or righties, and then we're gonna switch them out after an inning. Ha 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 ha! You know, that's that's how you how like the small town team in the in the little league playoffs, you know, goes against the bigger team with the better players, the favorite, and we're going to use this trickery to, you know, give ourselves an advantage. That seems completely Bush League to me. And I've never heard of it happening before, but that doesn't mean it didn't. Well, the the starting of a pitcher and only knowing they're only going to go an inning or two, that's kind of a new trend, but it doesn't seem to work very well. No. But, you know, you got to put the ball in Tanaka's hand and you got to to hope that he he can deliver. He's got to be postseason Tanaka. It would, you know, it would be the, the equivalent of taking the ball out of Andy Pettit's hand in, in the second game. It's look, I, I think the Yankees have to have to set themselves up so, so that Cole, if he's needed, can pitch in a relief mode in the deciding game. If that's if that's where things come out to, but even he's suspect to what baseball has become. He gives up a lot of home runs. Yeah. And so does Chapman in clutch situations, and the Yankees bullpen can either look like they can they can stop you one game and then give up seven runs the next. Their, their pitching is just not as consistent as some other teams, and relying on this offense to always score eight, nine, ten runs, it doesn't work in the playoffs. And it, I'll be honest with you, if the game's on the line and Stanton's up there, I don't I don't feel very good. About yeah, he'll hit a couple home runs. Gary Sanchez will hit a couple home runs too, but Gary Sanchez is hitting 138. You know, Giancarlo Stanton has been maybe the biggest bust as far as a major signing that the Yankees have had in a long, long time. Yeah, I, I heard today he's played 40, 41 or something out of a possible 200 and some odd games since coming to the Yankees. So he just hasn't been on the field. And, uh, you know, how much you want to say that's. Um, his fault or whatever, but that contributes to the bust. He, yeah. But he hasn't exactly been, you know, ripping it up when he has played. No. Right. Unless it's late in the game and you're up by a couple runs and then he hits a grand slam and puts it. And there's, you know, something to that. But I I don't think of Stanton as like the game-winning or game-tying home run hitting guy. Yeah. No. The, no. You know, the pressure was off him. They were up 5-4. Yeah, he'll, he might put the game out of reach for you, but I just... And again, I don't watch a lot of Yankee games, but he doesn't seem like the guy who. Oh, Stanton! Stanton brought us back from the brink of defeat again. 
clutch clutch hitting was what DJ LeMahieu did in Game One, where uh, I think it was an O two pitch. He went down and drove one up the middle for the for the game winning. You know, that's that's what that's or that's what the Yankees need. Yeah. They they need to rely less on the long ball. And they need to manufacture runs a little. They bit more. they need they need to play a little bit a little bit more small ball. It's uh, it's. Uh, it's crazy, and I'm. I was going to say too. We talk about when starting Debbie Garcia, in, in as as the opener. I I honestly, I mean, was it announced before the game because I didn't see that that he was the uh, that he was the opener, that he was just an opener. No, it was it was announced that he was a starter. The starter. That's my point. My my thought is that the Aaron Boone was covering his ass by saying, "Oh no, no, he was just the opener. We're going to bring in Happy afterwards." Yeah, um, because he the game could have been over in the second right, inning if they kept playing. right. Exactly. So he, I don't. I think he was just thinking that he was going to pull like a a, a a smart move, or that he thought it was. And let me let me throw the rookie in, maybe shake things up, and they they won't be ready for it or whatever. And then once he saw what's happened in the first inning, that screw it, pulling him. Oh no, he was just an opener. He was just an opener. You know that. I think that's where that went. That was my thought. Not having Severino is really where the Yankees just are losing it this year. Because if he was anywhere near where he was at the top of his game as a number two, yeah. Then, then, then the, the Yankees are difference makers. You know, that's like Cole and Verlander, but so, not as good, but close. Obviously, we have one, so right. One not of suggesting them. Severino yeah. is anywhere close. Severino to Verlander, is not Verlander, but but he's much better than Garcia. <laughs> so it's, okay. yeah, but what? But why wouldn't you just? I mean, I, I understand the theory behind it, but uh, Harry, as you said, the opener it just it doesn't seem to work very often. And I mean, okay. He gave up a run. He gave up a home run, but then you bring in Hap, who gives up four runs in what two and a third or two and two thirds or whatever that. So, uh, like, why not just throw the kid? Like, could, why not have an opener who gives you two or maybe three innings? Well, or at least five or six. And here's the thing: right. now they're Maybe bullpen. They're, now they're bullpen shot for today. Right. Right. One, Which one. is concern with Tanaka. If you know you don't get some length out of him. Then you'd sure. be taxing that bullpen even more. So why not? Why not give the kid a shot? And I, and I could understand you might say, well, they want to bring, they don't want to bring Hap in mid inning, right? They want him to start the inning fresh, okay? Because he's a starter and that's what he's used to. But certainly, why not leave the kid out there for another inning? Let's see what he does. Or yeah. why not start Tanaka and then have Hap lined up as your game three starter? You know, it, it just. But I understand. Yeah, I get that. Leave, give him a chance. He wasn't. He. It was announced that he was a starting pitcher. So, you know, Tanaka's Tanaka's into the fourth. So you know, he's he's doing So far so far so good. Still one one. But it's one one. So the Yankees it's not like they're uh you know, it's not seven to to one. Like they, Yeah. And the Yankees have the Yankees have one hit. Right. Yeah, they they, they do. And the Rays have an error. And it's Brett Gardner, <laughs> who's who's hitting six sixty seven in the playoffs. We love Gaudy. Don't talk yeah, about I Gaudy. Sixty seven last year. But but here's the difference too. You know, Hig- Hig- I can't ever say his name. Higashioka is catching tonight. When he catches, the Yankees pitching is a lot better. Gar- That's my problem with Gary Sanchez is that he is not only a defensive liability and he's hitting one thirty something, but he just doesn't have what you need in the catcher when it comes to really being that commander out on the field with the pitching staff. Right. He just doesn't have it. I think some of it might be a language barrier at times, but um, 
I think all, I think he's just not. I've heard people say that they've seen a uh, not that he was really great at it ever, but they've seen a decline as he doesn't hit. They think he's struggling with his hitting and it's affecting everything else that he does. Right. Well, he, he completely changed the way he catches. He's down on one knee now, and he's had a better year catching wise. But he's still. It's not just the past balls and the errors. It's just the, the pitching staff does not seem to respond to him. That's why Cole, you know, wants a different catcher when he when he pitches, and he's not. He, I, I will give Sanchez the, this much: he does occasionally come through in clutch moments with a big hit, but they're few and far between. And he's he's hitting. You know, he had a horrible year. He had a worse year than last year. And granted, it's truncated, and there's not a lot of games. But if there was 162 games this year, I'm not sure he would have hit over 200. That's you can't have that from somebody who you're who is supposed to be one of your big three. You know, right? Yeah, the guy who's going to start, you know, four out of every five games, or and and you know, Judge isn't hitting great either. But he's he's you know he drove in their only run today. So and he's also one of their better defensive players. I, I I like this Yankees team. Don't get me wrong. I just if if trading Gary Sanchez and Giancarlo Stanton is going to get us some pitching, then that's what needs to be done. I think the guys you got to keep are the Lemayhus. Obviously, Judge was up. I think this year's his contract is over. I think Voit has proven himself, and I think Urshel has proven himself. But other than that. That those, those that's the core of this team, and you have to get pitching and tons of it, yeah. and they just don't have it. And and well, paying and paying people like Chapman enormous amounts of money to be a closer is just. And Britain hasn't been that great either. Yeah. Now, granted, I'm a Yankees fan, so I'm I'm used to Mariano Rivera coming in and closing the game down. But Rivera wasn't alone. The Yankees had very good, you know, sixth inning, seventh inning, eighth inning setup guys, and they and that's what. Everybody coming into the season said the Yankees are going to have the best bullpen in baseball. Just hasn't been proven. No, yeah, it has no. not been. Look, oh, uh, Derek Jeter looking like a managerial genius, getting rid. Oh of my God, Stanton. really? Right? I mean, oh, he got them for a song, and that's Yankee loyalty. Blah blah blah. No, no, he got out from under that contract. Huge contract, and now and and, then and, the, and, and right now the Yankees are tied one-one in the playoffs, and Miami's up two-nothing in the playoffs. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, yeah. again, we talked about this last week. It's good to be in Florida right now if you're a sports fan. It's, yeah. uh, I think this Rays team, they just they have a feeling to me, this Rays team, of what the Astros did a couple of years ago, what the, the Royals did the year that they wanted. They just have that kind of feel to them. They just seem like they have the right parts and pieces to win this year. And yeah. I still think they're the best team in the, in, in the, in the American League. Oh, and uh, some good news from today. The Astros did actually lose a game. Yeah. So let's go, Oakland. Yeah, but yeah, right. Still, every, I mean, still... if there's a team that everybody can can root for, it's the Oakland A's. I mean, that's yeah, just. Yes, it's true. Well, they're still, Houston still leads the series 2-1. to one. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't win one more game. But they didn't close yeah. it out, so. No, but, I mean, Houston, uh, uh, Oakland has to win out. No, I was going to say, the team, the team if, if pitching wins the championships – and the Atlanta Braves are looking really good right now. Yes, they are. Yeah. And we got to figure out what uh, cheating method Houston's using this year. Yeah. Because <laughs> obviously they are, because that's the only Some, way they win. 
But yeah, what, think, what, yeah, Altuve is now officially just a drone. They just they I just think they went to garbage him. disposals this yeah, year. They actually. just control him from. Uh, they, uh, they could have like when the when the when the when the sound goes on in the kitchen sink well, right. not, and down that's that then it's a fastball. And, yeah, they could have implants in their head. <laughs> you know, you just drill a little, in their ear, a little in their hole head. right behind the earlobe, and then you right. stick the thing in there, and it's got a little right. antenna. They they have cl- they have, they have good pitching and clutch hitters. You know. When the Red Sox were winning championships, you had Big Poppy and Pete, those guys who just had clutch hits. That's what the Astros have. But okay. I still, I, there's something about this Tampa Bay team, and the Rays are up four-one. Was that a, was that a home run? Because it was one-one a minute ago. Yeah, it had to be. So that was three-run homer. Well, you said it. Whoever wins this game is is winning the series. So yeah, look, if anybody can come back, uh, it's the Yankees. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll see what happens. Well, yeah, Kiermaier homered. So you know, it's just uh, Niedermeyer. Niedermeyer. I thought he was killed by his troops in Vietnam. <laughs> he was. Niedermeyer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, going around the uh, going around the rest of the league, uh, you know. Uh, Let's go Padres. Yeah, yeah. We, he, that, that game. Well, looks the, like, the Dodgers. The Dodgers are up one nothing right now. Dodgers are up one nothing. The uh, Houston's up two one. The Braves are up two nothing, and the Yankees and Braves are obviously playing right now. And right. On, so. You got. You got. You know, you got eight really good baseball teams right here. Yeah, yeah. Although yeah. I'd probably give the Marlins. I mean, the the A's have one victory, but I, if I had to say overall, probably despite the numbers, I'd probably give the Marlins a little better shot. Yeah. To at least win a couple of games, but the Braves, uh, they're just not giving up runs. No, they're not, and they their their pitching looks looks looking great. I I think I think. It's going to be the Dodgers in Atlanta, and I think that's going to be a hell of a series. And I, I think you could very easily see an Atlanta Braves, Tampa Bay Rays World Series, and it'd be it, it could be old school baseball. We might see a bunch of two nothing, two three two games, which I think would be kind of nice, you know, yeah. because uh, seeing baseball scores that are look like football scores from the nineties is just uh, no, no. You yeah, want, we, you want to... we don't need any more. You know, nine, seven, nine, eight, twelve. You know, twelve to 12 three, to six, twelve to six. You know, those are just even. Yeah. Even if they're, you know, unless they're really late blowouts. You know, I mean, a good look, a good six to five game can be very entertaining, and then you know somebody scores five in the eighth, and it and it looks like a blowout. But um, hopefully, I mean, I would I would not mind at all the era of the the pitchers duel coming back. Absolutely, baseball. I agree with purist that. that I am, and I totally agree with that. And I agree with it in football too. I mean, yeah, sure, we all love to see high-scoring games. We all love to see the ball flying in the air and and instant striking and 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 a forty-nine to thirty-nine score at the end of the game and everything else. But those seven to three pitchers duels, if you will, uh, you know, back in the day, the defensive battles. I mean, they were, you know. That that was what that was what teams hung their hat on, you know. Well, you're not going to see that until they change the rules again. I mean, yeah. it's just uh, you know they've hampered the defense a little too much. They they want they want the wide open. They want the they want the yeah they want the uh, the high scores. They want that. Uh, speaking of football, should we do some picks? Do some picks. Let's do the picks. Beaten by the coin. Beaten by the coin. I'm sure I'll lose to the coin. No one wants to be beaten by the coin. All right, um, so I got the uh, quarter. And how'd, the, uh, how'd the coin do last week? The coin was surprisingly terrible. 
So, uh, uh, Johnny. Surprise, uh, surprise, surprise. Jersey went uh, two and two. So you're still uh, in the lead with a seven and two record at this point. Harry also two and two, and he's five and four now. Uh, I did get a pick up a game with the Denver victory, so I'm six and three. And the coin was a big, fat, stinking ofer. And uh, now at three and six, but we still have a lot of uh, time left to go. Yeah, coin, Jets, Giants, San Francisco, which, uh, you know, we all pick San Francisco. And picking the Braves, that's uh, not good on the part of the U.S. quarter. So I'm going to use the I'm using the exact same coin for the whole season too. Oh, you have to. Yeah. All right. So this week, uh, Thursday night, we have the Bucks at the Bears, which I agree with you, Harry. The Bears, I don't think they're going to keep up what they've been doing for too much longer. But this could be a very entertaining game. I think it'd be really. I think it's going to be a really good game. All right. Who wants to go first? Jersey. Sure, I'll go first. Uh, I do agree. It's going to be an entertaining game. Uh, I do believe that. Uh, the Chicago Bears will be in the game. Uh, I don't think, uh, based on what uh, you know, Nick Foles was able to do or not able to do last week against the Colts, but the Colts have a they, they Colts have a great amazing, defense, amazing defense. It's crazy to think that they have such a good defense, but but hey, uh, you know, more power to them. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I think the uh, the Bucks are winning this game. All right, Tampa, Harry, Bucks. Yeah, I'd. Uh... Picking Brady. They hate picking Tom <laughs> Brady, but uh, yeah, they're going to win. All right, let me flip here real quick. And the coin says, and as usual, the home team is heads and the uh, visiting team is tails. So uh, we've got tails. So the coin picks the Bucks as well. As well. All right, uh, cards at the Jets. Cards are stumbling. Jets are horrible. I. Who Does anybody want to watch this game? Uh, could this be a Jets victory? No. Okay. Cut <laughs> <laughs> uh, to the chase. Done. <laughs> All right, Phoenix, Phoenix, Jersey. Who you like, Phoenix? Uh, I'll take uh, I'll take the Phoenix Cardinals okay. on this one as well. I'm taking Phoenix Cardinals. <laughs> the coin says, uh, coin says tails. That's the Cardinals visiting the Jets. So go. we're in complete agreement. The coin is just waiting. To see what we choose. Like, I'm going with those guys. You know, doesn't want to lose. Doesn't want to get farther behind. Not at all. All right. Giants at the Cowboys. Um, eh, man, is this going to be like uh, an 11-10 Cowboys victory? It's an 11-8 Cowboys victory. <laughs> I think it's going to be a 37-16 Cowboys victory. Uh, I, I'm going uh, to pick the Cowboys because I like Dallas. I hate Dallas, but there's no possible chance in my anything is telling me the Giants have a chance in this game. All right. Jersey? I cannot stand Dallas, and they're winning the game. Okay. And the coin says... coin says the Giants. Oh, look at that. Uh, how about that? Coin, will the coin be smart this the week? The coin is drunk. There you go. All right. Uh, Sunday night, Vikings at the Seahawks. Anybody want to take the Vikes? Uh, no. Harry? No. The Vikings just, I can't quite get a grip on them. But no, when the game's on the line, if it comes down to Kirk Cousins versus Russell Wilson, I just think that the, the, the Seahawks will be able to shut the Vikings down and score enough points. At home, they'll win. Adam Thielen is actually questionable for this weekend, too. And that's, uh, you know, 
So, yeah, I, I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, I, I think – I don't think it's going to be a blowout, uh, but I think it's going to be a, a – I think hand, it's going to be an I think they're going to handle them. It's not going to be 60 to nothing, you know, but – uh, but it'll, they'll, they'll win. They'll cover whatever the spread is. Let's put it that way. It'll be a, it'll be a Seahawks victory. Right. I'm tempted, just because. Yeah, man, why what not? can I say? I'm con- I'm controversial. I'm not really. Uh, no, Seahawks win this one. And uh, I'm not. Uh, I just I can't do it. I'd love to take the Vikings just to shake things up, but uh, no. And the coin says, uh, coin comes up tails. So it is choosing. Uh, the Vikings. There we go. Points <laughs> is Minnesota. Stupid coin. Stupid, stupid And coin. maybe the one where we'll actually have some, uh, where we won't all pick the same team. Same team. Uh, the Chargers at the Saints this week. Saints and Drew Brees. Has he looked a little bit better? Maybe. Does he still, does he look like Drew Brees of old? Still? Not yet. Uh, Chargers. Rookie QB. Up and coming. Looking decent, but not necessarily maybe getting the results that you would like to see from the old Chargers. I mean, they're only one and three. I'm going to take the Chargers on this one. There we go. You're going out on the limb. I'm going out on a this To me, this is, I wouldn't say it's a toss-up, but um, I, I think you got a team that's kind of fading, uh, despite having one of the all-time great QBs. Although I, I don't think they're they've lost everything yet, but and you got a team that's up and coming, is rejuvenated, and got a, a pretty good looking young quarterback. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go against the grain here and take the charges, Harry. I, I'm gonna go with the Saints. I just think that they they should have beaten the Raiders. I still can't call them Vegas. They didn't. Uh, they lost to Green Bay, who I think is a better team. They beat Tampa Bay, who I actually think is a better team. And they beat a pretty good Detroit team. So I think the Chargers have – I think they they're, they're very easily could win this game, but I, I think New Orleans bounce back. I think they win this game. Yeah, the Chargers probably have to have a really good game. New Orleans you know, will have to turn it over multiple times. Yeah, New Orleans will have to play kind of poorly to really poorly, and the Chargers will pretty much have to do everything right. I'm going to stick with the Saints. All right, Johnny? You know what? I, I agree with both of you. The, the, the Chargers, I, I think they have the ability to win. If, they, if this game was being played in SoFi out in L.A., uh, I, would, I would be picking the Chargers. Um, but I think it'll be – while I think it'll be a close game, I do think the Saints are going to win, especially with the fact that Eckler is, is uh, out for four to six weeks. And, you know, he's, he's a big production guy for them, uh, the Chargers, uh, the running back. And, uh, you know, I mean, next man up, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see. And I could be wrong, but I think the Saints, he got another win here. All right, let's see what the coin has to say. Come on, coin. Coin says Saints. So you are alone. That doesn't bode well for me. Well, no, actually, that's good because the coin's terrible, and I disagree. <laughs> so I might pick up another game this week. Charger, Chargers win, and and Chargers win, and no matter what happens in the rest of the games, we're tied. That's so. right. Yeah, nobody amongst the humans in this contest, nobody <laughs> is really going anywhere outside of that game. Could you imagine if the, the DNA test goes five and zero? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if the coin goes five and zero, oh, then. Uh, we're both very happy because uh, because our teams will have won. I don't know that I'm very happy though about that at this point. They always find a way of disappointing. Oh no, the card, no, the card, uh, 
the coin picked uh, Phoenix. Yeah. So, uh, but if they go five and zero, then the, that means the Giants will win. The Giants will, and win. you guys will be happy, and I will be lamenting since I am a Cowboys fan. All right, I think that brings us to the point in the podcast where we talk about some old balls. Old balls. Ah, old balls. Those players who these youngsters might not know about, underrated, underappreciated, people who grinded it out for years and years and years in the old NFL. Today's old balls is Alan Page. Alan Page was a defensive lineman for the Minnesota Vikings. I think he went on to play. He played for somebody else after that, too. I don't really have that in my notes. But he was the first defensive player to ever win the MVP and only one of two people to ever win the MVP in the NFL. Uh, the other being, of course, Lawrence Taylor. He was the first first team, def- first team defense. Or, I'm sorry. He was nine-time Pro Bowl or six times first team defense. He won the NFL championship in 1969 and then, of course, played on the, uh, a few of those Minnesota Super Bowl teams that, of course, were unable to win. What makes Alan Page really interesting, though, is that he sat on the Minnesota Supreme Court. He had a law career after that and became a Supreme Court justice for the state of Minnesota. And he was also on the NFL's uh, 100th anniversary uh, team. This guy was unbelievable. And he played in 218 consecutive games as a defensive lineman. So, today's Old Balls goes to Alan Page. Old Balls. Justice Alan Page. Justice Alan Page. He played for the Bears, by the way. That's right. I, I knew that. That's what. Four years, I think, he played with the Bears. So, he played, played a good long time. I think 15 seasons. Yeah, yeah. Last 218 last. consecutive games. Yeah. One of the uh, few Notre Dame players that I ever liked, because I'm a Notre yeah. Dame hater. <laughs> well, he's one of these guys. I mean, I think he also has a... Medal of Freedom, uh, which I think he got in 2018. But he's, he's one of these NFL players who's probably what he's done after his career is more impressive than what he did on the field. And he's one of the best defensive linemen, maybe top two or three <laughs> defensive linemen ever played the game. He's done amazing things after football, and he's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So. Right. He's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's in the College Football Hall of Fame. He's an All-Pro. He's an All-American. And uh, yeah. and he did win the uh, Medal of Freedom in, uh, or received, I should say, the Medal of Freedom in 2018. Yes. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm just reading this now. I'm looking at his bio. And uh, selected 1967, right? Yeah. Went to the Bears in 78. Played for four years and had 40 sacks in those four years. Yep. That's yeah. That's I mean, they... after being in the league for 11 years. Right. That's incredible, and he wasn't—you know—he wasn't an end. He was, you know, he was mostly kind of an interior lineman. Yeah, so was, yeah. Just he, he, those those Minnesota Viking defense. I mean, you, you could talk about the Steelers, and you talk about you know the, the Rams teams back in the day with Deacon Jones, but those those Minnesota defensive teams were they, they they never could quite get over the hump in the Super Bowls, much like the early Broncos teams. But those the the. That was one hell of a defensive team. Uh, the, the purple people eaters were like they were insane, yeah. insane. And and certainly if you talk about NFL stories and you know teams that didn't win it and that kind of everybody um, who, who wasn't the you know other than the fans of a, a direct uh, opponent of let's say uh, Minnesota, you know that's one of those stories where everybody's kind of rooting for them. And yeah. now after the fact, everybody 
feels bad. Boy, I wish they could have won one, you know, even if it was against my team. Right. As opposed to, like, uh, you know, Buffalo, who right. everyone hates Buffalo. Yeah, they went to four straight and lost. Ah! Or, you know, three straight and lost. Ah! Yeah. They were a lot like the Broncos before they got over the hump later with, uh, you know, when, when Elway was in the latter part of his years and Terrell Davis was there. And they were a different team, but those early Broncos teams with Randy Gratishar and, and those defensive players, very similar a few years later, but just really dominant players who played in a market that wasn't necessarily on TV every week uh, and yet still were, like you said, I think a lot of people rooted for them because they were these kind of lunch pail teams that just grinded it out. Yeah, I mean, it, it, any 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 of those teams that if your team was out of it, they were somebody right. that you could root for and, and it you know, sort of generated a lot of affection for them, I think. Oh, <laughs> Do we want to mention the NBA? Oh yeah, I mean, what is we, we said a gentleman sweep, and that's what it looks like it's going to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you were right on that game three win, Harry. Yeah, um, I mean, I just don't think Jimmy Butler can can pull off what he did again. It's just uh, the, the Lakers are just they're 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 they just match up really well against Miami, and Miami is really one or two players away from being a championship contender. I mean, I give hats off to, to the fact that they got there. And that, that says a lot about their organization. I think I think you got to now give props to Eric Spolstra, who, you know, when the, he was winning championships with the with the dream team, nobody thought, you know, he was worth his weight. But he's he's proven to be a very good coach. Yeah. And I think Jimmy Butler found in Spolstra a coach who shares his uh, attitude towards the game. And, you know, if, if these young players on Miami stay healthy and they can keep them up, I think they're they're much like the Raptors. I think they're going to be a team that's going to be around for a while. And if they can get another player like the Raptors did last year, um, even if it's for one or two seasons, and team them up with Butler and take a little bit of that pressure off of him, they they certainly could give the the, the Lakers a run for their money. But it, right now, the Lakers are it's it's going to be over. Yeah. Next game, it will be. Over. Yeah, the, the Lakers have the two best players you could you could argue in the game. Right now, or certainly amongst the two, uh, two amongst the best players in the game, and LeBron has a real penchant for coming off a loss and getting his team ready and getting his game ready and winning that next game. Certainly in the playoffs, he doesn't uh, doesn't lose two in a row too too often. And uh, but Miami's a great story no matter what. And I agree with you about Spolstra. You know they they were not you know when it was the big 3 it was like oh well how can they lose and then they lost and then they went well spolstra's not a great coach he couldn't win with this, this uh, you know dream team uh, uh, but he's still there and what they did this season i think along with what the nuggets did two absolutely great stories uh sure. even if it doesn't even if it doesn't uh, result in a championship i mean out of bayou is is you know is uh he doesn't get hurt and he's there you know maybe it's a little different but they're just they're just not I, i'll tell you i'll tell you what and, and milwaukee fans would hate me for saying this but i but i i could picture butler and uh antacupo playing together yeah if yeah. you put giannis on miami or or vice versa i think miami's got a better team and a better coach yeah. i think if, if you know if he can if he decides hey i want to move and win a championship and team up with somebody i think jimmy butler's the guy for him to do that with and then, and then you're exerting a lot more energy on Anthony Davis and uh, and Dwight Howard and, and others. And, and Dwight Howard, 
he's the, he's been the X factor in these playoffs. He was when they started him and put him on Jokic in the Nugget series. That series changed dramatically, and he's been pretty big too. Who, who knows if he's going to be around next year? I don't know what his contract situation is, but uh, the, the the Lakers they have the two pieces for at least the next couple of years. They're going to rotate in whoever the hell they need to, and um, they're they're the team to beat. And we'll see what happens in on the other side of Los Angeles with the coaching change there. Um, I, I think that was a bad move getting rid of Doc Rivers, but we'll see. Uh, just to round out the sports news uh, today about uh, Mr. Lundquist. No. Might be signing with the Capitals. You know, the, what I want to just tell athletes, and, and, and this isn't always true. I think Tom Brady is proving us wrong. Sure. Sometimes you just kind of have to bow out. I mean, what is Lundquist, 38? He's going to be 39 this upcoming season? He's in there, yeah, 37, 38, yeah, somewhere. I mean, Brodeur did it a little bit at that age, but is he, is he even going to start on the Capitals? <laughs> you know, I mean... I don't know. All right, that's the first question. And and if he's not starting on the Rangers and the Rangers aren't close, how is starting on the Capitals going to be an improvement? I think he should retire, but yeah. look, I get it. You know, if I, hey, if I could get paid X amount of money to sit on the bench as a backup goalie, you know, I'd, I'd be doing it right now. I wouldn't be talking to you guys. What? You wouldn't talk to us. I probably would, would, but I'd be in full goalie equipment. Yeah, that's even better. <laughs> You'd be on the We'd bench to... with a little headset. Yeah, hang on a second, coach. <laughs> We're talking about uh, the French Open. Hold on. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we want to thank you for listening this week uh, and every week. Once again, if you're uh, listening to this on our website, www.loggerroom.com, L-A-G-E-R-R-O-O-M.com, um, uh, we want to let you also let you know that we are available to be, the podcast is available to be subscribed to on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and new this week, Stitcher and TuneIn. Um, you can find the podcast on all four of those services. Uh, and, of course, if you just have a podcast search engine, you can definitely locate it as well. And, of course, you could check it out on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at The Logger Room. And, folks, please make sure you do, when you go on our social media, like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, and, of course, follow us on Instagram as well. Once again, I want to thank everybody for listening this week. For Harry Lugnuts and Radio Pete, I'm Jersey Johnny. Uh, We will talk to you soon. Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy your sports. Enjoy the football. Hopefully, uh, we'll enjoy our picks, and uh, if they're right, that is. And we will talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. Rest in peace, Eddie Van Allen. Yes, rest in peace. Here, here.